awesome. Sky, thank you so much for taking to, the time to speak with me. First things first, how's your day going? Ah, well, it's my birthday, so that's fun. Um, I also was up like all night last night packing orders for the record release. So, uh, yeah, it's been it's been a busy uh, week for sure. <laughs> I have to ask, what are you doing an interview on your birthday for? Ah, uh, this is what I love to do. It's like last what I asked for my birthday was a a proper weighing scale so I could weigh all the packages we're sending out to our fans. So for me, it's, it's you know, this band is everything I do, so there's nothing I'd rather be doing than promoting, you know, our new record, and that, to me, is the most important thing. So, yeah, well, I'm not one that, like, spoils myself sometimes. Sometimes, I, yes, but... <laughs> well, happy birthday anyway, and thank you so much for then doing this on such an important day. Ah, no problem. <laughs> How have you been personally holding up over the last 15 months or so, you know, now that we live in the COVID times and the difficulties that come with that? Yeah, it's been, um, it's been a roller coaster, that's for sure. I think, you know, it's, it's, I, it's almost like I'm sure there's some type of, you know, uh, psychological process that people go through when a, a world event like this happens like first you're like just confused and kind of like wondering what's going to go on and not really sure like what what's real what's not all this news is coming at you all this information all these things you've never heard before and then you kind of get into that like almost like grieving state where you're like grieving for your life because you're like this is the year I was supposed to do this and do this and I don't get to see these people and then you kind of get used to it and then you start feeling like maybe I can enjoy like not having to have as many responsibilities or see other people and then you start getting really lonely and then you just go through all these like phases I'm sure people can relate so you know now Ontario is in a really strict lockdown still and um, we're like only essential services are open and uh, we have just been pouring ourselves into work just Matt my guitarist and I we live together in our, our home studio here and we're just every day just packing orders for fans we're doing music video edits we're thinking of social media ideas we're doing all these things constantly uh, to just keep us our, ourselves distracted from the the craziness that's happening out there but I think if people listen to our album they'll for sure realize that I was with you guys through this entire you know 2020 early 2021 as we we wrote this thing there was a lot of ups and downs mm. I mean there's no denying it's affected everybody in some way or another um from an artist perspective that effect on Sumo Psycho we haven't spoken to a single band over the last year and a bit that hasn't been affected by it in some way. Is there anything positive during this period that you've been able to take out of it? Well, I mean, it's hard to put a positive spin on this thing, but I mean, we as a band have been almost like in a weird way, like training for this for our entire careers because we are one self-sufficient band. We, you know, produce and record our music in our home studio. We do our music videos in our attic and and I direct and edit all of them. You know, there's not, too, we, you know, run our home store. So we run all of our packing and, and store shipping out of here. So we're pretty well equipped to be able to keep 
doing somewhat of what we do. Obviously, the touring's completely stopped, but at least like the recording and music videos and and social media side, we have you know our our system down here. So, it, I mean, we ha- we have been able to figure out our shortcuts and how we can do things super DIY with just you know the four members of our band. Mm. Um, and still be able to make it kind of work for for this time the best we can. Okay, I mean, any positive is worth talking about during this period because, as you said, it's so hard to find them. And the world we live in, whatever country you're in, is just broken down with the negativity. So it's great to hear that. Yeah, I mean, the music... The music came out of it. I mean, we had uh, we had a record ready to go, and because of the extra time we had, we wrote you know another five songs, six songs, I think, that made the record. So, you know, without that that extra time to be in the studio, those songs wouldn't have existed. So, you know, and I'm sure a lot of bands right now are are channeling the that frustration and all these different emotions into their music, which you know is is such a great way to process the emotions and at the beginning of this whole thing I thought you know what what's the point like why am I you know even trying to like put out a record when there's so much you know horrible news and people dealing with life and death issues and here I am you know thinking you know trying to motivate myself to like write you know some songs to put out on an album and in some ways at the beginning I kind of it kind of felt trivial but then I you know, snap myself out of it and realize, you know, people need art, people need ways to express themselves, people need to feel like they're not alone. Mm. And music is such a great way to to help people through situations where it does feel dire to give people strength. And um, I know that that music has helped me through some of my darkest moments. So um, if we can help with that, that's, you know, the best way we can help the world right now in our in our own little way, you know, so so yeah, so it's it's kind of a, a switch of perception I've had to had to do from beginning of the lockdown till now. Of course, of course, and it's important for you as well. It's given you something to focus on, and now we're only a matter of days away from the release of the new album. How are you feeling about it at this stage when we're that close to release? Um, but yeah, no, it feels really good. It's it's been you know like I said years in the making. Uh, you know, we've gone through lots of stops and starts. We had, um, a super busy 2019 and we didn't get to recording as much as we'd want. Um, and then obviously we had an awesome opportunity to sign with Napalm Records. So that kind of, uh, stopped us from just putting out the record. We were like, okay, we got to regroup. We got a new team here. And then once the, you know, coronavirus hit, it was another setback. So this record has Mm. literally been, you know, in the top of our minds for, you know, two almost three years and uh so to finally let it see the light of day it's it's really great and it's always uh such an exciting thing to see how the reaction is uh fans have pre-ordered this some people have pre-ordered since early 2019 so that's a long time to wait for something that you've put your hard money down on so it's really finally a weight off of my shoulders for those people i almost feel like they're in the back of my head telling me, like, when is that record coming out that you promised me? So it feels good to finally let people have it. Um, so far, the reviews I've seen have been awesome. There was one guy who absolutely hated us. Oh. But it makes me just realize we are a <laughs> – there is a, pol- a super polarization happening. But it's all, it's all good because, to me, I'd rather have that very, like uh, – 
difference of opinion than just be like, oh, they're just super, you know, regular and boring. So it's good. It's good. <laughs> it, it comes with the territory. You can't win them all when it comes to these releases. But I have to ask then, considering you've been sitting on it for so long, you've this approach to the release, has it renewed your excitement about it again? Because, and imagine, you must be musically ready to move on. Um, yeah, I mean, we're always constantly writing songs. I mean, even, even the whole idea of releasing an album and doing an album cycle to me is still something I wish I could just you know, throw away and just put out every song I write. I just put it out and do a music video and there it is. Um, but I understand the industry still likes it the way that it's all works out in these kind of campaigns and putting a group of songs together. But I'm very much just like, you know, like because we have this home studio, uh, always thinking of new, new mm. ideas and new, um, you know, songs are constantly popping to my head. Uh, but it does, it does renew a lot of the love that I've, I've forgotten of some of the songs on the record that we did write years ago that I maybe haven't listened to as much. And I realize, you know, listening back, especially listening to it in a dark time like COVID where you're just in such a crappy mood that nothing sounds awesome as it does when you're kind of in a better state of mind. And now I'm a lot more excited to show people and, um, you know, we have worked really hard and these songs are, you know, are the best of the best. We curated and knocked out a lot of songs that we wrote in the past couple of years in order to curate this record. So um, I hope fans are happy with the results. I don't doubt that they will be. Um, and talking about hard work, one of the things that's so fascinating for anyone that's kind of learning about you on your third release is this world that you've crafted now world building to me is always fascinating is it something the psycho city aspect that you can perfectly envision in your head uh yeah and sometimes my vision gets completely knocked in the face with a baseball bat because things <laughs> like the pandemic happened and you're picturing to have you know all your friends come over and do this big party you know, music video, and then you're like, can't make that happen. And as a DIY band, we're also, you know, working with pretty contained budgets. Mm. So we have to use the resources that we have available to us. And sometimes those are things like a location that we have one minute, but isn't around the next. Or somebody who, for instance, has a break in their schedule that, you know, can, can help film or not. Or our neighbor just suddenly has all this uh, junk because he's an electrician and he's like I have all these speakers that are going to be in the garbage if you don't want them and then you think oh I could use that for a music video and it changes your idea of what you're going to do based on what you have access to and that's how Sumo Psycho is we have almost like a common thread or just like this trace of um, a overall concept and then we just fill in the blanks with all the things that we have access to or that makes sense for, you know, what the release needs. And I recently was talking to my guitarist about pivoting and how a lot of the, the Marvel comics talk about 
uh, how when something goes over really well with the fans, they take that information and they pivot towards that, knowing that that's something that the fans are responding to. And I think that that's very an interesting way of thinking when it comes to, for instance, music videos and some of the songs, too, is thinking not that you have to stick to this rigid plan mm. that you've set out, you know, in 2018 and it has to follow completely through. If stuff happens or mistakes happen or opportunities present themselves, you always have to be on the ball to be able to pivot and change depending on what's working and what's not. Well, it's evolution of a band and as individual musicians, I mean, very few bands in any genre can get away with effectively staying on that straight path for decades. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and I think that obviously stuff happens in life that just knocks you off that path no matter whether you like it or not, whether that's a band member that decides that he wants to leave the band and do something else with his life, whether that's, you know, a, a song doing super well and you're like, wow, I didn't think that was the song everyone's going to love, but we end up, you know, working more with putting that song into our sets more, things like that. You know, you just never know what's going to happen. So as long as you can kind of roll with the punches, especially with things like social media constantly changing and things like the coronavirus, how are we going to make music videos work? How are we going to do this and that? It is kind of about not letting the, the plans that kind of got to the wayside let get you down just keep keep rolling absolutely and i guess as well it's always about moving forward as you know as well yeah 100 percent. i mean that being said lyrical content your lyrical content can often deal with deeper and more difficult topic topics some personal and relatable stuff how easy is it for you to bear your soul, so to speak, and put your, put yourself out there? Yeah, I think that's something I've always had a bit of um, a struggle with. I think that the world of Psycho City is kind of my almost mask that I can use as a veneer between me personally and the fans in some way, because it is always tough to completely be an open book with the world and once you do that you're really uh, susceptible to a lot of people really criticizing or feeling more personal than just about an expression of art um i also my guitarist says all the time because i grew up in a very um you know i was really young when i got into the entertainment business i've mm. had a lot of media training and a lot of you know, events where i've had to just you know be smiley and happy and that kind of like you know, uh, just forget all of the crap in your mind and just, you know, put on the show, show must go on kind of attitude. I do have um, a tendency most times to kind of come off like it's almost like a performance and not like a real human sometimes. So he's always t telling me, Sky, stop, stop being so happy. You don't have to be happy all the time. You can be miserable. People don't want to see you, you know, always having to, you know, be the one to put everything in a good mood. Like, it's okay if you're having a crappy day. So that's been a process for me. I mean, the fans I'm pretty close with and they are really accepting. I feel more comfortable in that kind of space when I'm dealing with them directly. But, you know, it is, it is constantly kind of... Um, it's almost like too ingrained in me, that performer that has to remember, I can turn it off sometimes and not always be so on. <laughs> oh, it's fascinating. I love the way you delve into the, your past and then have evolved as a person. It kind of talks 
what we were just mentioned about moving forward. So you've had your debut, 2014. The tricky sophomore, the constantly considered, well, you've got to follow that up. It's going to be tricky in 2017. And now, obviously, initiation. From your perspective, do you think this album is a cementing of who Sumo Psycho is as a band? I do. I think that we've worked really hard up until this point to, you know, really kind of hone in on what we are, what we love, what who our fan base is. And now we're kind of ready to bring that to the world. And I think that's why the record title has a, a bit of a, a double play here. First of all, it's basically, you know, our crazy world of Psycho City and these four gangs that get a, you can get initiated to in our world. But it's also initiating new fans into the Sumo Psycho fold and to be uh, to kind of introduce ourselves to a lot of people that, you know, we've been underground for a long time. Yeah. We've been a band for 10 years, but at this point, still people don't haven't really heard of us you know you still get those like oh i didn't know this band existed and so that's why it's a great time i think for us to kind of like you said solidify that and be like hey here we are this is what we do we're you're welcome into the fold here whether you know you want to be part of it or not that's cool but um but yeah it's kind of like putting it all out there and saying you know we're we're this is what we do this is who we are yeah, I can't help but think part of the album title, the initiation thing, is that you're being more exposed to a metal audience now, which is going to bring with it some unfortunate elitist negativity, sadly. What do you say to someone who decrees you as not metal enough? <laughs> well, it, to me, I take a lot of inspiration of the way that I run my business and run my life is to me more of a punk rock kind of resourceful um, do whatever you can with whatever little you have and put things together a mix mash of stuff and to me metal has been an important part of our musical journey it's been uh, crazy too for me how much we've been kind of grouped with metal bands, gone on tour with a lot of bands that lean that way mm. because I think that a lot of people have a hard time of knowing where to put us um, because we don't necessarily fit 100% with the metal group and we don't fit 100% with the punk bands and we don't fit with the pop bands. And that's been a story of my entire life. I feel like every time somebody even tries to put me in a box, it's almost like I'm squirming out of it to not be what just one label and the idea of metal being one thing I think is kind of an outdated way to look at at music and to think of it as you know black metal logos and everything being dark and gloomy and to me I'm bringing a different spin on it I'm bringing a different spin and it's a little bit more colorful and happy in my world <laughs> in some ways and you know I I feel like that's just who I am. And if that's not your cup of tea, 100%, that's cool with me. But to me, metal should be evolving and it shouldn't mm. j just be one thing. And it, I like being a, a bridge between different genres to let people who may have never experienced metal bands before kind of maybe have a way of getting into it because they heard a song that of ours that maybe leaned enough pot for them to get into the heavy music and 
heavy music has had a hard time in the industry in the last few years. And I feel like that's because there, ha there has been kind of a separation between, are you a pop artist or are you a metal artist? And you can't be both. You can't have that middle ground. And I love the middle ground. The middle mm. ground is where all the craziness happens. So, you know, for me, that's, uh, that's kind of where I am. And I'm, I'm not trying to change anyone's mind about what music they like. I'm just trying to say that, you know, metal can be more than just, you know, one tone. It can be an array and a rainbow of different ideas um, that can, can factor in. So I just hope people can open their minds and feel like uh, music can be more inclusive and you don't have to be in high school again where you're like the different cliques all dressed a certain way. I think people have this like hate in their mind of like, because I look, you know, look pretty like one of the popular kids. I never fit in with them. I was always weird wearing weird colored lipsticks and you know, everyone told me I was weird because I was singing all the time. And just because I look a certain way doesn't mean that inside you're a certain stereotype of a person. And I think people too, uh, judge too fast of just like an appearance or a quick look and don't really dig in uh, the way they should. So, um, yeah, for me, it's just about playing with, playing with things and not feeling like it's already kind of set out for you, just like we talked about. We love to pigeonhole. It's part and parcel of the, the genre. You know, no matter what you play, we've got to find a spot for you. But one of the most exciting things, I think, about Sumo Psycho is that if they said to me, put you on a festival bill, it could be any festival bill in the entire world. You can go to the heaviest Wacken in Germany and destroy it. But you could also go to something much more chilled out and that's got a more mainstream appeal. Yeah, I do. I do feel that. Um, for me, I mean, we've we've opened for you know tons of metal bands and held our own on the stage. I mean, uh, I think that that's mainly the reason why Napalm uh, liked our show when we opened. We opened a tour with Ginger in the states, mm. and to see those fans after we get off stage still line up at the merch booth and be like, "You've got my vote!" Like, uh, you guys killed it up there. Like to me, doing things like that and having the the history that we have of it's been you know a lot of years that we've hit that road in a van and seen you know the world we've been able to travel all through europe and uk and america and we see you know what people want and um and yeah to just be able to be like yeah put us on with anything and we can make it work we can hold our own it's it's a really important part of what we do that unfortunately i've been missing a lot is is the live mm. performance and i think it's an important piece of puzzle that when people are introduced to us especially now through the pandemic that they don't get to see that piece yes. um as well as i would like them to because it does when you see us live it's almost like it all starts to make a little more sense to people because at first glance it doesn't make as much sense <laughs> of what we're trying to do but then you see it live it's like okay this is why they mix all the genres. It's because the dynamics live make a lot of sense. And this is why Simo Psycho are such a fun band. It's because we are bringing the party everywhere we go and making the, the audience feel like they're part of the show. That's, you know, a lot of what we do. So it's sad that we can't show that off, that part of us off right now. But, uh, but we'll get to it. But, yeah, it is, it is, it is kind of cool. I'd love to be doing festivals right now jeez <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there as you said but i completely get what you're saying i've my first experience and with you guys has been initiation 
and it blew my mind but all I kept thinking throughout was oh I need to see these songs live because there's gonna be so much more to it and I think a lot of people whose first experience with you guys will be this album are definitely gonna think that too I hope so. I hope that when we play, you know, my dream, I keep fantasizing about that first show back where everyone's like, just like completely in heaven to finally hear live music again. And it's just like the best time ever because everyone's just so excited to be, you know, back at in the concert atmosphere. So I'm definitely looking forward to that day. No worries, Sky, we're coming to the end here. I um, just want to touch upon something you dropped in earlier on uh, that everyone should be aware of. A decade of Sumo Psycho. Has it felt like a decade or has it just flown by? <laughs> well, on days like today, which is my birthday, it does <laughs> feel like you kind of reflect a little bit and be like, wow, like a lot has happened in, in the past 10 years. And um, it's it's... To me, I'm really proud of what we've done, um, you know, especially trying to shatter some people's illusions, even, you know, with my background or with the fact that we're built, we've built things from the ground up and really kind of tried to take on this industry in a very unconventional, in some times very unconventional style of music and tried to hold true to what we are. And there has been a barrage of different, you know, ideas that have been thrown at us, different people that have tried to, you know, you should do this or you should uh, change this or pivot here. And I've always had this super clear vision of what, what I wanted. I think Matt's very much a part of that, you know, vision as well is the two of us are so different. He comes from such like a, a, a different background and different kind of upbringing. And the fact that we even met and that we've even become collaborators is kind of crazy in the first place that our paths even crossed. And I think that's why the music sounds like mm. it is a complete like head on collision uh, because of two people that have very different tastes, styles that we listen to, um, have come together and tried to collaborate on something. And um, so, yeah, it has, it, it has, felt long and short at the same time i mean we've accomplished a lot there's a lot to dig into for those of you out there that may not have heard of us i mean we have years of music and music videos to discover um which is kind of a cool thing for people who are first first finding out about us now yeah. but but yeah it's, it also seems like it was yesterday that i was you know doing our first music video trying to explain you know to, to everyone what i was doing with myself <laughs> and my career and everyone you know coughing their the side going like what's like what's the idea again you want to like do heavy music now and scream and you know it was just kind of like you know it was it was me just being me but yeah <laughs> we'll revisit this question in 10 years time so when it's the 20th anniversary of sumo psycho <laughs> sky before you go just a question about something i was looking up last night and it intrigued me i feel like Sumo Psycho fans need a name. Now, I looked around and I couldn't find anything official. You know what I mean? Like, say, like, Maggots for Slipknot or Killjoys for My Chemical Romance. Is there one you know of? Yeah, we call our, our fans Psychos. Of course and, you do. Uh, we ha I've made, like, a lot... Yeah, and we've made um, a lot of different, like, jewellery and stuff that I kind of... I 
in in the name when we developed the name um, of Sumo Psycho, um, we were uh, I was trying to think of two words that jammed together could like kind of describe what music we were trying to do. And obviously, the best band names you kind of hear the name and you can almost imagine maybe how the the music sounds. And to me, it was all about big, in your face, super powerful, and a bit crazy. And uh, and so to me, it was always having a little bit of that side of you that I think everyone has in the back of their head that wants to like sees the guy with like the cup who's like precariously holding it. You just want to like knock it over <laughs> and just cause mayhem and a little bit of like you know that almost like why am I thinking this I'm psycho but those are the little like impulses I feel like when it comes to me musically and following our our, uh when we make music is going for those like weird ideas that you think maybe I shouldn't do this but I'm just gonna do it (laughs) Mm. it's that that kind of like psycho mentality that we kind of go in with when we're writing songs and you know it's uh that's why I think that you know our fans with the psychos <laughs> it's such a fit it's such a fit right that at 3 a.m last night because i was also up all night at work i was looking this up and i'm looking everywhere and i'm looking through fan groups and i'm thinking i can't find something i guess i just missed it and i was like okay well i'll ask sky to come up with one and i was thinking psychos it's got to be psychos right and i thought i was so clever but it turns out it already <laughs> exists <laughs> Yeah, well, there is a um, a Psychos Unite Facebook group. If anyone out there is in, is interested in joining the, the the street team of sorts, you can jump on there. And um, I'm actually planning really soon to do Discord as well. I want to um, move over to that as well. So, yeah, well, we're we're trying to create our, you know, our spaces that you know fellow people that are fans of the band can can uh, can chat and get to know each other. And to me, it's it's the most heartwarming thing when I see people become friends through through the music and find people that they maybe uh you know feel kind of isolated especially in this time but feel like they have a bit of a community there and uh i would say that whenever we hop on our live streams or you know even when i'm packing these (laughs) hundreds of packages sending up pre-orders i'm seeing the names and starting you know Obviously, with doing shows for 10 years, I know some of the people that have always come out and supported it. But it's so cool to see how many people I start recognizing and seeing over and over again. And I really I it's really hard to remember, you know, hundreds of names of all of Mm. our fans. But at the beginning of our band, we sure tried to remember every single person's name who came to our shows. Matt was really good at it for a while. It was like almost like a game. Like every time someone would come to the merch table, he'd be like, you are. Oh, that's incredible. (laughs) He would know. That's fantastic. That's such rare. (laughs) It's so rare to have that connection, even this far into your career. I'm so glad that you're all enjoying it still so very much at this 10-year anniversary and third album release. Sky, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Well, thanks so much, Carl. I really appreciate taking the time out and uh, for yourself as well and helping get the word out about our band. It means a lot to us and hope you have an awesome day. Thank you very much for watching. You can check us out on GBHBell.com as well as on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and Tumblr. Go to Patreon to help us out over there. That's patreon.com forward slash GBHBL as well as Big Cartel where you can find some of our merchandise. 
We have a podcast running on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And of course, if you like this video, do us a favor, hit the subscribe button and help the channel grow. Games, horror and heavy metal, what else is life for?